to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, and as promised, guys, we are drilling down TFW style in fourth quarter, and hopefully all of you are as well. I know some of you are, because I read your posts on our private Facebook page, I read your emails, and we're seeing all the great responses and reviews of Harris Rules, which is the number one international bestseller on Amazon. But here's the bottom line, guys. We are drilling down more than we ever have in any fourth quarter of the previous Nearly 30 years that Julie and I have been married. So in all that time, we have never been this focused and drilled down in fourth quarter. How about that, Julie? I know. You're absolutely right about that. But I think it's exciting. Yeah. Might as well be. It is. Well, it's good and it's bad. It's bad because we signed up to go to Orange Theory every day, and that seriously sucks. You know, yeah, Orange Theory, in case bad. you guys don't have one in your in your part of the world, is a uh, That'd make basically it's adult, right. <laughs> it's an adult torture facility. Where that you know it's called a workout place where you go and get in good shape, but really what it truly is is some sort of medieval torture thing that makes Guantanamo Bay look like a trip to Disney World. But in any event, not that I'm complaining. <laughs> That's the spirit. Uh, yes, exactly. Woo-hoo, working out, I love it. No, I don't. I hate it. But guys, this is the point. I'm doing what I don't want to do, and I don't want to do it at the highest level. And I want you guys to do it too, so we know that we have to lead from the front. So if we're asking you guys to drill down in fourth quarter, and there's 100,000 regular listens to this podcast, there's you know, tens of thousands of you guys that are purchasing or have bought the book, there's, you know, we are speaking to a massive group of small business owners, entrepreneurs that happen to sell real estate, and that's what all of you guys are. And, and what we're trying to do is convince you with every means possible that fourth quarter is the best quarter for you to be focused and drill down in your real estate business because the simple fact is nobody else is. Most of the other agents, not just agents, but people in general, have checked out in fourth quarter. They are gone. They're out of it. They're no longer focused. They're worrying about basting their turkeys and collecting free candy and whatever God knows else what they do this time of year, but they don't work. And we had a little joke that we were sharing with all of you guys about a month ago where we were saying, wait until the middle to the end of October and see how many cars there actually are in the parking lots of your real estate brokerages. And some of you guys have been posting pictures of – you know, park uh, real estate brokerages with no cars in the parking lot except for maybe the gal that answers the phone. You know, that happens every year this time, and I don't know why. And I think it's really, truly, it's not because there's no buyers or sellers that want to buy or sell real estate because having sold, you know, thousands of homes personally, I can promise you that every single top producer on the face of the earth, they know that this time of year is the best time of year to go after the business because there's less competition, because all the part-timers are out of the business. By part-timers, you can be full-time, but you act like a part-timer in terms of your lack of skills and focus in the real estate business. And, but you do cloud up the real estate industry because you, there's too many agents t- giving too much contradictory information. And even if you're a great agent, and if it's May, June, July, somewhere in there, you're having to compete with all these competing voices in the seller's minds. You guys know what I'm talking about. All those voices are gone this time of year and the folks that are in the market to buy or sell real estate let's just focus on listings because that's what we focus on i just say buy sometimes just to you know placate i think but to be honest 
you know, just focus all your best energies on becoming a listing agent. The sellers that are in the market to sell this time of year are the sellers that are uh, absolutely positively motivated to sell. They're the ones that are going to have to sell by a certain deadline, or they are facing down a closing on two homes, or they have all kinds of, you know, maybe financial reasons. So either the seller is motivated, or that, you know, the seller is distressed because they're facing down some financial thing, or the house is distressed. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is, is this is the best time of year to be building listing inventory, which leads me to the mastermind that we are doing for free through the end of the year for all of you that help to make the uh, Harris Rules the number one international bestseller that it is. Um, and the mastermind, basically, the bottom line of the mastermind is we want all of you guys to declare TFW, which stands for Total Effing War. I did not swear. Total Effing War. We want you to declare Total Effing War against your complacency. Total Effing War against your lack of inventory. Total Effing War against having a crappy fourth quarter. Total Effing War against having a crappy first quarter. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Not being lazy is the bottom line. So the very premise of the uh, TFW 90-day mastermind that we're doing for free if you bought the book and ideally left us a great review on Amazon is that you're going to lose 10 pounds, adjust accordingly depending on your actual situation, and you're going to take 10 listings, adjust accordingly depending on your actual situation. Okay. Now, if you want to be in this mastermind, which I know you all do, uh, what you would just simply have to do is purchase the book, and then after you purchase the book, I do want you to read some of the book and then read an, uh, leave an honest review, as nearly 200 of you have left us five-star reviews. Even though we sold thousands of books, only 200 of you have taken the time to leave reviews, but that's okay. It's not really, but, I mean, I would, I would certainly appreciate you guys giving us a review, but that aside. Um, and then you just simply email help at timandjulieharris.com, help at timandjulieharris.com, and tell them that you want the mastermind information, and they will give you the mastermind information. That's how complicated it is. In other words, it's not complicated at all. Now, this mastermind is open to you if you're a coaching member or not. You don't have to be a coaching member to be in this mastermind because, like I said, this is our way of thanking all of you for helping to make Harris Rules the number one international bestseller that it is, exceeding, quite frankly, all of our wildest expectations. So, Miss Julie, we have a really killer topic today. Yes. Um, follow one course until successful or focus. So this is all about drilling down. This is one of the hardest things for people to truly understand. So before Julie gets to her notes, I want to share with you guys one thing, two things actually. Life is – These are first one's kind of a philosophical thought, but I want you guys just to basically let it ruminate for a bit. Life is barely long enough to get good at one thing, so get, be really careful of the one thing you choose to get good at. Okay, there it is. And what I'm hoping all of you will realize, those of you who are listening right now, and you are small business owners, you are entrepreneurs who happen to sell real estate, what I want you to realize is learning how to sell, learning how to lead generate, um, and learning how to basically be, you know, run a very efficient, extremely profitable small business, that should be your one thing. That should be the one thing that you get good at. And then don't worry about all the rest of it. So that's in essence it. So if you wanted to really slice this down and drill down and ask yourself in real estate, if you could just be really good, absolutely kick-ass ninja level at one thing, what would it be? And that's being a listing agent. If you never get good at closing transactions, you're terrible, you're terrible at buyers, you're just terrible at negotiating, you're terrible at all everything else, but you're really kick-ass at going out there and getting listings and listing houses, none of the other crap matters. Matter of fact, here's the thing that will kind of stretch your mind a little bit. All those other things are delegatable. You can hire 
okay, or delegate or frankly choose not to do all those other things yourself, easily you can't do that with the listing side of the business, can you? That's the reason, guys, that the real money is always going to be on the listing side of the business. I don't care what smack dabble doobble tech idea comes out of you know what portal and whoever comes up with some other little you know great technical wonder whatever idea you know that Inman's talking about for the next two weeks right it doesn't matter at the end of the day the industry is always going to be controlled by the listing agent not the brokerages sorry brokerages not the tech companies i'm not sorry for you but the individual listing agent you guys boots on the ground knowing who you know basically doing the work to get the houses listed and helping the sellers get the property sold for the most money in the least amount of time you're the heart and the soul of the business sorry buyers agents it's not you it's the listing agents so if you can only get good at one thing that's the one thing you need to get good at you need to dominate that one thing and that basically requires focus that requires you basically following one course until successful that requires you being mature enough business-wise to never allow yourself to deviate from the mission of becoming a powerful listing agent. So, Julie, I think I teed this up for you perfectly. <laughs> yes, very good. Uh, let's see. So, follow one course until successful. I like to make this real and tangible for these guys, so here's a quick exercise. On a fresh sheet of paper, here's what you do. So, everybody listening, pull out a fresh sheet of paper. You can also do this on your whiteboard if that's more convenient. Put a dot in the upper left-hand corner and another dot in the upper right-hand corner of your paper. Now, you're going to next take your pen and start in the upper left. But I want you to draw a squiggly line taking up most of the page, real scribbly. Be sure to just start and stop several times. But eventually, after a lot of scribbling, stopping and starting, jiggity-jaggity lines, you're going to end up at the upper right dot. Okay. Next, you're going to label the upper left dot where I am now and the upper right-hand dot where I want to be. The squiggly, jiggity-jaggity line that starts and stops is how most agents operate, if we're being introspective. Some of that is your fault. Some of it isn't. Some of it's how the business goes. This is a fact. This is how most agents operate. Now you're going to either get a new fresh sheet of paper or turn it over or another part of your wipe-off board. You're going to do the dots again. Only this time you're going to draw a straight line without fits and starts. You're going to connect it from where you are now to where you want to be. That's what it looks like when you're following a plan, when you have focus, following one course until successful. Do you see how much shorter and more direct and stronger that line is? It's not taking decades to get you there. So here's the question. Are you following a plan? Now, I know some of you guys have a plan. You maybe have the treasure map, but are you actually following it, and is it a proven plan? Is it something that is some kind of crazy matrix that your office manager put together with witchcraft and alchemy, Tim, as you would say, that has some kind of magic number matrix you're supposed to follow? Or is it an actual proven plan that you understand and can follow? For example, here's one way you know if you're following the plan. Do you have and are you following a daily schedule that reflects your plan, your goals? Again, you probably have a schedule. This is a common office meeting exercise, your daily schedule, but are you actually following it? So I wanted to Joy, take a break Joy, for a second. Does it, that make sense? Well, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Well, it's because here's, here's the thing. You said, guys, you got to, you know, Julie just went over something, and I wonder how many of you are actually paying attention. Look, I know it's podcasts, and so most people listen to podcasts while they're doing something else. I get it. But I want you to stop doing what you're doing, driving aside, okay? If you're in your driving your car, don't stop driving. Just pay attention and think about this later. 
But Julie just gave you a really great visual, and you need to ask yourself this because as she was saying it, I was thinking about it, and it's so powerful. You know, if you think about a like, you know, think about the profile of the Rocky Mountains, you know, of the constant ups and downs, constant basically like, you know, huge, huge highs and huge, huge lows. And then you think about like a flat road, right? If you wanted to get from California to, you know, Ohio, where Julie and I are from, what's going to be the quickest path to get there? Up and down the jagged road? Or is it going to be like a straight road? You know, like an Autobahn type road? Which is going to get you there the quickest? Obviously, the Autobahn type road. But what's fascinating to me is Julie was talking about that, is I wonder how many of you guys were actually taking that seriously and forcing yourselves to be introspective about which path you have followed. Because the truth is, every single one of you in your professional lives have done the jig-jaggedy path, haven't you? Every single one of you have. Why? Because A, you have not had, up until this point probably, the business maturity to say, I am done looking for the pretty shiny objects. You've not had... You've, you've not yet basic. well, again, I'm going to give you guys credit. Many of you are realizing that following the bright, shiny objects, responding to the morons calling you up and trying to sell you leads on all the rest of it has absolutely positively caused you to not mature as a business owner, to slow your uh, potential growth down, and has actually made it so in a large way you're starting to lose faith and confidence in your ability to be successful in this or any other business. Because what happens is when they call you up, and they're trying to sell you leads, usually that's what it is, isn't it? And you say yes, all of a sudden you now are stopping to, you don't stay focused. If before, let's say, here's, here's a typical pattern. I bet you like literally you know, 50,000 of you right now have experienced this in the last 30 days, and you'll laugh at yourself when I say this. How many of you were getting ready to get started to think about, to one day to drill down, to, to, to call a FISBO, and then somebody called you, and offered to sell you a listing lead, which was total shit, and the person didn't buy, but you bought it anyway. And internally, you had this little celebration. Oh, thank God you just called, and hell yeah, here's 300 bucks. I'll buy that lead from you, even though that lead's not going to buy or sell until another 10 years if they ever buy or sell. You guys follow me on this? Because you've been so – the following one course until successful was not a core part of who you were. Whereas if it were, you would say, look, I know the goal I've chosen for myself is going to be harder to you know, get than most other goals. And that's the reason so few people have accomplished uh, you know, basically being a listing agent as their primary source of business. But most agents are going to always gravitate towards buyers. They always have because they're easier to work with. It's a social experience. There's not a lot of anything – I mean, a buyer experience. It's basically physical labor, as Julie says. It's taking your time, whereas working with sellers does require some skill. It does require discipline. It does require you drill down. You guys understanding this? If not, you will when you join the coaching program. That's the reality of it. But here's really where most of you guys go. You start to drill down, and then you stop. You stop to stay focused. You, you start to get focused, and then you stop. So, Julie, what's the next point? Yeah, well, so here's the introspective question. What are the things for you in particular that get you away from your plan and how can you overcome those obstacles? So typical things, and Tim, you touched on a lot of these, we call those pretty shiny things waiting in your email to be the magic bullet of lead generation, typically. That's one item. Drama in your deals is another. Some of you guys just need to cry uncle and hire a transaction coordinator so you stop hiding out in the drama of the deal. Some of you cause the drama, others of you just like to deal with it. Okay, whether you admit it or not, it's for some of you, your favorite hideout zone, then things other than real estate, which you use as excuses not to work. 
right? Well, I can't do it because I only had three hours today to devote to real estate because I had to take my kids around different places. Well, so what? A lot of people only have three hours to devote to things. What did you do with those three hours? Does your schedule reflect your other responsibilities? So if you're starving for focus, for a specific plan to follow, think about what our premier coaching students are using. And many of you listening are premier coaching clients. You guys can see on the Facebook page what people are doing. The 90-day massive action plan, the, the fourth quarter TFW plan, for example, the survival plan. If you're really living deal to deal and you're not quite sure where your next check's coming from, we have a plan for that, the survival plan, proven to work. Real estate treasure map, of course, many of you are familiar with that. And so if you have a plan but you're not using it, that's part of the issue. If you don't have a plan, you need to come to us so that we can sort that out and you're not constantly circling the runway and reinventing things. And for those of you who have it and you just need to do it, here's the question for you. What kind of accountability do you have to stick to your plan? I love what our uh, coaching members are doing on the Facebook page, Tim, with the TFW. You know what the most common question is right now? They're taking so much massive action that they're starting to set up their first quarter full of listings, and they all want to know whether those count for the challenge or not, which I think is pretty awesome, right? That's well, kind of the point well, but, is to set it up. But Go you ahead. know what? No, they don't. Yeah, and I'll tell you I why. Well, guys, look. Well, hell yeah, I'm not going to give you a hall pass. Hell no, they don't count. Because if I say they do, then what you guys are going to start doing is uh, collecting leads. Like now, here's mm -hmm. exactly because it's not focused. You guys are looking for shortcuts. That's what that question is. It's a shortcut question because what it tells me is you're looking for basically to rationalize. I'm doing the 10-10 challenge, and I have got 10 listing leads that I know are going to list with me in the spring. Bullshit. They're not going to list with you in the spring. That has to be your mindset. Get the contract signed and post-date it. If you're that confident they're going to list with you in the spring, get the contract signed and post-date it. That's it. In other words, get it signed so that it starts then, starts in the spring. Otherwise, a lead is just a lead, and the lead has no value. Julie, is that too direct? Maybe yeah, no, brutal? I think or that's fine. I mean, here's what I was thinking is, of course, they quote, count, but that's going to count for first quarter if they're in first quarter and for spring when they're in spring. I think the, the issue is, you're right, if they think they've got that in the bag, then they let off the gas. And you can't do that. Yep. The point of it is to take the listings that are ready to pop right now. Well, everybody wants to wait until after the holidays. No, that's not true. There are people who absolutely, positively must sell now. You just need to the know, issue is you you have to find to know them. what to say. Right, you just, yes. but you, truthfully, you guys just need to know how to overcome. Here, here's basically, now this is not the exact script, but this is in essence how it works. Here's the conversation. The seller says, you know, Tim, listen, I, you know, I want to list with you, and you guys call me back in the spring, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it then, and we just don't want the hassle over the holidays and whatever, whatever. You know, and usually those thoughts are put in their head, and this, let's say, for example, this is an expired listing, and usually those thoughts are put in the head about the old agent who thinks that basically that's going to give them some sort of a lifeline so they can get it back in the spring, which sometimes they do. So here's the question. Here's what you say. Mr. Seller, listen, I appreciate the fact that you might want to wait until the spring. And, you know, I hear that from a lot of agents that that's, or from a lot of sellers that that's what they think uh, they should do. But let me ask you a question. If I could show you beyond a shadow of a doubt that there was a significant financial advantage to you to putting the house for sale now versus waiting to the spring, you wouldn't want to still wait, would you? Well, Guys? no. What's now, the here's advantage? What happens. Here's, right, exactly. Now that's so that now we have a conversation. Now we can go and share, share with them the statistics. Now you can go to the MLS and you can show them that Mr. Seller, listen, you can see here that there are indeed fewer homes for sale, and sometimes they take maybe a little longer to sell, but you also see that they do sell on average in every market 
In every price range, they have a tendency to sell for a higher uh, list to sell price ratio this time of year than they do in the spring. And Mr. Seller, here's the thing. Now, you don't want to prove that. You don't want to show that to them over the phone or explain it to them over the phone. You want to do that in person. Um, but here's an, a secondary part of that script or that conversation outline, right? We don't use scripts. We have conversation outlines that we guys we want you guys to internalize and personalize. But the second part is, Mr. Seller, the simple fact is, is that you know a lot of folks wrongfully think that they shouldn't have their houses for sale this time of year. And it's true. You will have fewer showings, which isn't a bad thing around the holidays, right? But the showings you'll have will be more qualified, and the showings you have will actually have a tendency to write offers that are going to be closer to asking price. And remember, Mr. Seller, if the numbers don't make sense, you don't have to sell. You're always in control. Versus waiting to the spring when everyone else has their house for sale, where then you're going to have to basically deal with a lot of really you know questionable buyers, all the buyers who you know are sort of looky loos come out of the woodwork, and then you're thrown into a situation where you're, there's a lot of other houses for sale, and it doesn't take too long for them there to be maybe one or two too many houses for sale, which means that basically then you have to start doing price adjustments. Doesn't it just make sense? If your goal is to maximize the returns on the sale of your property and make the most money so I can hand you the largest check at closing, doesn't it make sense that you take advantage of this market opposed to rolling the dice on what may or may not happen in the spring? Okay. On the website, Premier Coaching members, do not email us. Do not ask us for the script. It is there. Go and uh, listen to it, and that's the gist of it. But, guys, remember, our scripts, we do not want you – we do want you to internalize them versus memorizing. And the difference is the memorization has a tendency to make it so that you guys don't ever actually feel comfortable saying it because they're not your words. So our scripts are what we call conversational outlines. You know, you can take what you like and then you can add a little bit more of your own as long as you don't take away from the gist of the script, which is moving the person to a, the, you know, the, the conversations that we just had. So internalize, and then we want you to personalize. Don't personalize until you've internalized. Again, another common mistake that agents make, and that's the reason that people that do sales training say, just read the script, because you guys, if, you, if, you, if, I, you know, if someone were to say what I just said, where I want you to internalize it and then personalize it, what virtually everybody does before they've actually internalized it is they just start personalizing it, and they totally screw it up, and they never learn it in the first place. So don't make that mistake. That's another example of not having focus. Your focus, new coaching members, should absolutely positively be on internalizing the script and then personalizing the script and adding your local vernacular, adding your little your own stories, you know, adding your own flavor to it and make it real good. And if you do discover something that's really good, please share it with me so I can improve our own scripts. Because scripts, uh, scripts themselves have to always be evolving, always be changing. We update our script probably – Every 12 to 18 months, we'll just go through and we'll update things just to keep up with the way people are talking because the language changes. You know, how many of you guys have read a script that was written in the 1970s? And, like, you know, people looked at you really kind of strange or you in your, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019 mind said something that was from 30 years ago and it just came out of your mouth in such a weird, clunky way that you didn't have any connection with the words. Well, that's what happens when you use an outdated script. Next point, Julie. Yeah, well, and in that point, since, you know, I'm largely teaching this in the premier coaching class, I just have to point out a couple of things. You don't really have the right to mess with the script until you've internalized it, until you understand it, because you may be messing with it yourself in a way that will not lead to a close. Remember that That's scripts right. are just an organized format of asking questions and that those questions are designed to create conversation, not yes or no answers for the most part, and that you're detecting time frame and motivation so you can then close. 
Closing is the logical ending to a great presentation, and a great presentation is a great script. Whether it's a listing presentation or not, a script is a presentation. So if you jimmy with that too much and you get away from the core, which is asking questions that cause conversation and rapport building, and discover the primary motivation and the time frame, if you get away from that, you're creating for yourself an unclosable prospect because you've strayed too far from the script. So don't feel like just because we're giving you permission to internalize and personalize that you can completely rewrite everything just to make it yours. You've got to stick to the core purpose of a script, which is leading you down to a close. So here's the question. In order for you to get from that upper left-hand dot to the upper right-hand dot in a more efficient way, what are the changes that you have to make? What's the accountability that you've got to find? Maybe it says something as simple as doing the mastermind challenge, 10 pounds, 10 listings in 90 days. And Tim, I have to point out a lot of our Facebook posters are already on listing number three, and some of them are actually increasing their goal numbers. I had one client post that because he's already lost five pounds in about a week and a half, he now wants to lose 30 pounds instead of 10. It's okay to keep moving that a little bit to up your focus and keep yourself motivated. So stop going from thing to thing to thing and being distracted. Focus means follow one course until successful. Don't dabble in things. Be committed to things. Be the best. So back to you, Tim. I've got to get to Premier. Yes. So guys, look, follow one course until successful. When you choose a path, you need to – hey, you, here's the challenge all of you guys have, and I totally respect this is you've got to make sure you choose the right path because you can choose the wrong path and basically waste your entire life, waste years of your life, waste the most productive time of your life. And what we talk about on this podcast, what we talk about in our coaching program, is what we feel is the right path based on the feedback from literally tens of thousands of agents. And our path, very simply, is about being of service to other folks. It's about doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. And the end game, the result of doing those types of things, is that you will be rich. And the definition of rich is where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. Our dream for all of you is that you actually accomplish what was certainly at some level the goal that you originally had when you got into real estate, which was that of being free. Freedom means that you don't have to worry about your money anymore because, like I said, your money is working for you. That only comes from basically building a real estate business that's profitable. So many agents out there are focused on production, numbers, teams, buying leads, looking good, fancy this, awards that. Guys, it is not the same thing as being rich. Assuming, and I know this message does not appeal to everyone, and I'm okay with that, but assuming your goal is to be rich, where you can wake up and your money is coming in from your paid-off rental properties, and I'm not talking about waiting until you're 102 to get this done. I'm talking about, for most of you, if you know where to buy real estate, we talk about this in Harris Rules in Chapter 30. We talked about this on the podcast every day. You can listen to past podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, or timandjulieharris.com. A bunch of other places too. The bottom line is, is there are places in the country right now where you can purchase real estate for less than, say, 120, 130 grand, and not in. And these are in really solid, nice, you know, wonderful areas, um, and you can basically get 10% cash on cash return. If you're financing, it's going to be closer to five or six percent, depending on how much you're putting down and all that good stuff. But the moral of the story is is you know you guys can get there and that's where we want you to be that though if you're of that mindset you're our people you're the person that we want to be there with you as you accomplish your particular financial goals and you can do it but you're not going to do it unless you're built you're pulling all kinds of profit out of your real estate practice and i mean 50 percent 60 percent 75 percent profit you make a you make a ten thousand dollars 
after you've covered your expenses, I want you to be able to put at least $6,000 in your pocket. I want you guys to think about that. And here's the reason it sounds just ridiculous that uh, I'm even having to point this out as being a basic idea that you should all have as entrepreneurs and business owners. Because in our industry right now, most big teams make around 10% before tax profit. Most brokerages make around 3% before tax profit. In other words, these are not profitable businesses in the sense that there's enough money left over after paying someone's personal lifestyle to actually ever accumulate enough money to purchase rental properties. How about that? So if your goal is to be rich where your money works for you, you no longer have to work for your money, you do have to focus. And you do have to focus on the path that's going to get you to the point where you can be free. I would hope that at some level that's the vision you have for yourself and your family. I would hope it is because, really, guys, at the end of the day, that is the true litmus test of your ability as a business owner. It's the profit that you produce. Just passing real estate transactions and having a big team where you've worked on your culture and all these other popular, trendy, sort of hippie-esque things that people like to spend their time on, thinking that's actually working in our business, but by the way, every other industry as well, those things will not make you rich. They won't. You're going to have to be vigilant about staying on course, about following one course until successful. And that's what we're all about. So listen, guys, if there's anything we can do for you, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.